All right, welcome back to another episode of the A&E podcast, representing the FDIC Fitness Center. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Evan, with my co-host, Adam. How's it going? Great yeah. to be here. <laughs> great, great to have you here. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be going through all different types of stretching, uh, you know, great times to use it, when not to use it, uh, some examples, uh, you know. Stretching can be all different types of things. So it's not only just kind of reaching down and touching your toes. Um, it can be used as a warm-up, used, used as a cool-down. Uh, it can be used as a recovery method. So you just want to kind of go through a, different, a few different main types that kind of geared, are geared towards the population that we're working with. Um, and then we'll also probably touch on some of the stretching and the warm-up type movements that we do ourselves. Uh, so to start things off, we're going to begin talking about static stretching. Uh, static stretching is probably the most commonly known type. You know, I'm sure everyone's done it in one way or the other. It could be, you know, reaching down and touching your toes. Uh, it could be reaching across with your arm, kind of stretching out your shoulder. Basically, static stretching uh, is where you uh, push yourself into a range of motion. Um, and you kind of hold that position once you feel that stretch for 30 to 60 seconds, to, depending on uh, which area, area you're targeting and you know, how long uh, you, you want to kind of target that area. And question, when would it be the best time to use static stretching? So typically, I personally like to use static stretching uh, as more of a cool down. Okay. You know, there's been uh, some, some research out there that shows that static stretching isn't always the best way or best method to um, start a workout. And that's because if you hold the position too long, it can sometimes inhibit that muscle that you're targeting. So if you just, you know, want to stretch, if you're doing something like running or uh, some, type that, some, some type of dynamic workout or like jumping or squatting quickly, the muscles are already uh, kind of lengthened, right? Exactly. So you don't want to – you want to get through that range of motion, but you don't necessarily want to uh, hold that position because the way your muscle works, um, there's it builds tension, um, and there's an elastic component to it. So basically, you want to get to the point where your muscles lengthen and it's warmed up through a range of motion, uh, but it's not too long so that it's not kind of firing and – activating uh, appropriately mm-hmm. um, gotcha adam when do you usually use your uh, your static stretching um you know like most people whenever um i probably should use it more often uh like most people though i usually use it whenever i've got an ache or pain um most of the time my ankle gives me some trouble in the morning when it's usually pretty stiff um, i try to do some static stretches with the wall some calf stretches um some ankle mobility exercises as well. And then lower back, you know, you've got a bunch of different exercises and stretches you can do statically. Um, And as well, yoga, which is a different form of stretching as well. Um, Quick little segue into active stretching, which the most common form um, is yoga, I think. Um, where it's, there's no external force applied. You're not pushing off of something, pulling off of something. Um, you're 
using your own body weight essentially as the resistance. You're not using an external force. So, and then yoga is actually a lot harder than people think. If you haven't tried it, feel free to try it. But like I was saying, I use it generally whenever I'm having some aches and pains and that's not the best thing. Generally, you want to try to use it preemptively or preventively to try to eliminate any aches and pains so that you want to make stretching a commonplace, I guess, piece of your program so that you kind of stave off any injuries and achiness, soreness, or any kind of muscle imbalances as well as you think you might have. So that's whenever I use static stretching and then active stretching is what we were talking about next. Um, talking about yoga. I think yoga is really helpful, helps with a lot of times there's that buzzword proprioception and stuff like that where it's kind of sensing your body's parts in relation to one another in space and the different, I guess, the, the tens- tensile or the tension between the muscles and how they need to interact to produce a certain movement. So that's a good way to learn that. And also, yeah, of course, yeah. band tensioning allows to be functional. Absolutely, yeah. So that, that's you touched on a good point there with uh, that the active stretching. And typically, um, static stretching as a whole is, is broken down into that active stretching and passive stretching. Uh, passive stretching usually refers to you know, any type of stretching that uses applied for, force to assist in the stretch. So that could be your hand. So if you know if you're doing like a, a seated hamstring calf stretch where your legs out to the side, you reach out towards your ankle or get to your foot. You're using your hands to grip onto that body part and hold, and that's kind of where we're getting that passive stretch. Another example would be if you, uh, you know, put your foot, if you're doing a quad stretch, you put your foot behind you on a stool or a railing and just held it there, using that external force to aid in the stretch. Whereas active stretching, like Adam talked about, like yoga or basically using you're not using an external force using your own body weight is kind of the range of motion itself so an example that i think about is uh kind of like a side lean so if your hands are overhead and we're leaning to the side you start to feel that stretch kind of through the uh upper arm into your armpit down through the your oblique the side of your body that's going to give you that active stretch where there's tension on the muscle as we're moving through that range of motion you're kind of using body weight and gravity to, uh, to get through that, that stretch and get through that range of motion. Um, that gives us a nice little seg- segue into dynamic stretching, so our dynamic warm-ups. <laughs> nice. All right. And I got to say, this is probably my favorite form of, of stretching, if you will. Um, I find it very useful for warm-ups, for cool-downs, um, for soreness sometimes. It's a nice little recovery method as well. Um, basically dynamic stretching is a little bit more intense you know it's nothing crazy but it's it's definitely more intense than than uh static stretching what would be some of your favorite uh sorry i didn't cut you off there go ahead finish if you want i was just going to ask uh what some examples were yeah let me let me get to this this real definition real quick (laughs) i know knowing where i'm coming from and Basically, dynamic stretching, we're going to mimic some of the, the movements or the ranges of, mo- ranges of motion or put our joints through that range of motion of w- the workout that we're going to be doing. So, And we're going to do that by 
getting to that range of motion, holding for like two to three seconds and then coming back out. So if we're doing a squat, for instance, maybe I'll do a, a half kneeling hip flexor stretch where one knee is up and one knee is down. I'm pushing my hips forward. I feel that stretch in my quad and hip flexor. Hold for a few moments and then come back. And we'll do that for anywhere between three and 10 reps each side. Um, and again, that's just it's kind of warm up, activate those quads, hip flexors, because that's going to be a, a prime mover for our squat pattern. And there are, there are a ton of different um, examples. You know, that hip flexor stretch is, I love it for me. Um, it's a great one to, to kind of get you out of that forward lean uh, flexed position. You want to get yeah. extended, those flexors get tight. Um, another one, I like the inchworm. So that's where we're kind of in that push-up position. You walk those toes up, so keeping your legs long really gets a nice deep stretch through the uh, hamstrings and calves, your glutes. Um, what about you? What, what's on the agenda when you're doing a dynamic stretch routine? Oh, man. You know, there, I got to utilize this more. I got to tell you, I really got to try to utilize some dynamic stretching in my, in my routines because I think I could use the benefits from it. Well, so for example, like a lunge with an overhead reach. So using pretty much your whole entire body, which moving, generally you want to use your entire body. So and lunging, you've got, you know, you've got your hamstrings at play. You've got your hips trying to stabilize and all the little fine tuning external rotators. And then top it all off, you got your hands above your head. So to put it in a functional perspective, you know, maybe not in a lunge, but you're overhead and you're reaching over, you know, something that's on the ground. And you're trying to put something on that top shelf. So maybe that's a little functional example of the lunge with the overhead reach. Um, and oftentimes, you know, there's that uh, kind of baseline exercise with the squat with the overhead press that a lot of trainers use to try to identify um, different points of, of compensation that need to be worked on, um, whether that's mm -hmm. tight muscles or inactive muscles or just a general, I guess. Some people are you know, not as confident going all the way down in terms of range of motion, so you got to try to find if that's an issue, you can assist that way. Um, but, yeah, back to going off that tangent, um, back to dynamic stretching. Um, also rotational exercises are, are good as well. Um, but another extra type of exercise that there is, is ballistic stretching. Um, and this is the most controversial type, um, unlike dynamic and, and well, unlike dynamic stretching, um, it utilizes muscle activation through the quick jerky movement. So, um, I mean, you might have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you ever see NFL players with, the bands and they're just, you know, pumping out a shoulder or like a chest press super fast and just letting the muscle recoil and then using the chest press, the triceps to, to get it back out. I'm not sure if that's exactly the type of methodology. Evan, you might have to correct me if that's not right. No, I think, I think you're, uh, you're on the right track there. It's, you know, that's, that's definitely more of a, it's a ballistic stretching, ballistic, ballistic type warm up. Um, probably more, a little bit more advanced version. So we're talking about some professional athletes. Yeah, exactly. There, but, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's basically you're quickly letting yourself or pu quickly putting 
your joint or your muscles through that range of like that full range of motion where static, we're slowly moving through it, low level holding dynamic. It's we're moving in different uh, patterns. There's some instability involved, um, but it's still controlled. Ballistic, you're getting right into it. So one thing, one exercise I always think of uh, when I think of ballistic stretching is like a leg swing from a standing position. So sometimes you'll see people on the wall or just in front, um, just kind of doing it from a standing spot. You're talking about forward and back but, or side to side or both, I guess. Both, both really. Okay. And it's, and it's done with like near maximal effort. Okay. So while it, it does give you a good warm up, you know, when I was, when I was in college playing basketball, I would do it myself probably without even fully understanding the risk in, of injury that, you know, sometimes could come with it. Um, I found any type of ballistic stretching that I may use, um, I usually incorporate near the end of the warm up before I start to do my workout, whether it's a strength routine or a, a you know, a hit interval training. I never want to start with ballistic because you want to get your muscles firing and moving through different range of motion. So they're, they're ready for it before we just kind of jump right, right in. Get the proper like you know? sequencing of the muscles firing. Mm -hmm. like that. The same way if you were going to do uh, a heavy squat, say you're going to build up to it, mm -hmm. right? We're not just going to grab the, the max weight that you can handle and just first rep. Let's just do it. Yeah. Like, you're not warmed up. The chance of injury is higher. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, I don't, you know, right now, virtually, I'm not usually having most clients do this ballistic type stretching unless I've worked with them before or, you know, I'm very confident in their movement. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a nice way to build up. It's, it's definitely more geared towards kind of that performance side of things. Yeah. Where you see a lot of athletes do it. Um, it's going to be good for, for certain sports and for certain uh strength training movements or biometric movements because it does mimic some of those exercises, but it's just, it's something to be cautious with. Yeah. I guess that's what I like to think about it. Yeah. So only try it basically if you're, if you're confident enough and you have some form of guidance. Um, and I guess in essence, the, the risk doesn't out, outweigh the benefits with ballistic stretching. Is that what you're, you're going for there or no? Not so <clears throat> Typically, yeah, no, no, that's pretty much where, where, where I'm getting at. I mean, it's, that's typically kind of how I look at it. Um, it's not, unless, unless you have a specific goal in mind where you're going to have, where you're going to be doing some type of dynamic effort exercise or activity, it's not always useful. So if you're just going to, if you're doing like a, a general uh, full body strength training routine, or you're just going for a run or a walk, like there's no real need for ballistic stretching. Mm -hmm. You know, you might get through the range of motion and you may feel fine afterwards, right? No injury or anything. You get, you feel like you got a good warm up, but right. it's not really going to necessarily aid in that, in that warm up as much. I mean, it would probably aid us in the exercise as much as maybe a dynamic stretching routine will. Okay. But with dynamic stretching, I find that the risk of injury is way lower. So if you're going to get the same outcome you know, why risk? Why why put yourself in a higher, a greater amount of risk if you're going to get the same outcome? Right. Um, right. Okay. Um, you know, all three types are useful. They all have their place, or you know, depending on the population and or you know where you're at with your fitness levels. Um, jumping back to dynamic real quick, mm -hmm. I really like it. Another reason I really like it is 
there's a good amount of progression and regression within the kind of dynamic stretching realm itself. You know, where compared to ballistic, it's high intensity, right? And static, it's pretty low intensity. You can't really change it too much. But dynamic, uh, for example, I can do a standing knee hug, which is going to challenge balance. It's going to put me through a little bit greater range of motion or a, st uh, or a standing leg cradle, which is kind of like a, uh, a, a figure four hip stretch. And I can do those while traveling. So I'm walking and doing them. It's pretty challenging. That's on the higher end of dynamic stretching where if I'm not quite there, I don't have the balance or I don't have the technique down. I can do those same movements from a supine position where I'm lying on my back, where I'm now still doing a knee hug, or still doing a figure four, and I'm still just moving through that range of motion two to three seconds. Right. But taking that balance out of it, I don't have to worry about one of my legs falling, you know, losing my balance yeah. or my core stabilizing. Um, so it, dynamic session can be done with pretty much all populations, I find. Um, it just there's different levels to it. Nice. You can do it seated, even. You know, there's there's a lot of just variety within it. Um, one thing I will say, forgot to mention, with dynamic and ballistic, and even certain type of static stretching, if you have uh, uh, an injury, especially a soft tissue injury like your muscle, your tendon, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want to do some type of dynamic stretching or ballistic stretching in or through that muscle or joint area, unless you've seen a doctor or you, you're confident that it's, um, it's not going to aggravate that injury. Sometimes with like a muscle strain or uh, something like that, there's damage to that area. And if we're just pushing that muscle through range of motion and we're lengthening it, sometimes that damage can worsen or it can get inflamed. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is prolong an injury. So, if you have a soft tissue injury, you always want to be a little bit more cautious. Um, start slow. Start with partial range of motion before we kind of jump right yeah, into it. Kind of ease the dial back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, that's just with anything. You know, when, you, when we're dealing with injuries like that, you just don't want to go nuts right away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know you were touching on, you know, kind of the why um, behind stretching a little bit ago. So, Touching back to that, why we stretch, again, a lot of times, most common reason is, you know, we want to eliminate some sort of pain. You know, among other reasons, there's, you know, I want to increase range of motion, you know, it's stress relieving. Um, but for the most part, most people want to relieve some sort of pain. And that being said, stretching, I think, is beneficial more often than not. You could do it every day. I know time is a big factor as well but every other day and i know in healthcare no matter what kind of setting if you're in a clinical or non-clinical setting there's a big push for i guess preventive medicine if you want to call it that so and stretching can kind of i guess fall into that category where you're preventing injuries from happening and preventing your admittance to the hospital or any kind of urgent care or anything like that so stretching is a big part of i guess a big push in some facets of, of health and wellness to prevent injury with exercise. So exercise is the medicine. Um, so that's one reason yeah. why stretching I think is, is good and beneficial among other reasons. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great point. Especially, you know, I find, I found with myself or with clients, if you're coming off a period of inactivity or maybe you're coming off an injury, 
you know, sometimes it's hard to get back into exercise and into a routine. And sometimes the first step is just doing a basic stretch routine. Um, and whether that's active or, um, or static, you know, you can get benefits from either like try out a yoga class or, um, you know, something of that nature. Yoga be an act, an awesome startup if you're just kind of ramping up in the new year, I think. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a great way to just kind of get yourself back into a routine. Um, and then you kind of build off of it. So it's like, you know, you got your stretch routine and you start to add your exercise. Um, and you just kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, but, uh, uh, I think that's all the modes. What do you think? Any practical applications we could cover real quick? I think we covered some pretty solid real life examples in there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think everything, uh, everything we talked about could, could kind of be used, um, through, you know, through everyday life, you know, from, from something as basic as going up the stairs pain-free, yeah. right? If, if we're tight through our foot, ankle, calf, even like that quad, you know, the whole lower leg, sometimes that's going to contribute to knee pain or foot and ankle pain. Yeah. So it's kind of the last thing we need to do. Um, so getting this stretch routine sometimes just get, gets us out of that discomfort, like you were saying. Um, and it's, it's a good way to stay pain-free, stay discomfort-free as well. Yeah, and that, you know, allows for freedom, you know. So if you have, I guess, if you want to call it the discipline to stretch, you know, you'll have the freedom to, you know, exercise, do whatever you want to do in your life without any kind of second thought of, uh, you know, my knee's going to lag, help make me lag behind or X, Y, Z reasons. Yeah, absolutely. But oh, and also the um, if it's in, you know, if you're if you're having trouble with your ankle, knee, hip, that can manifest in different places. So if if the pain's in your hip or your knee or your ankle, it might not be solely that area that is affecting or impacting the discomfort as well. Just want to throw that little tidbit on there. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah, sometimes you think one, yeah, one, what area is giving you pain or discomfort, and it's coming from somewhere totally different. So that's why it's important to when we do stretch, when we do do all these warm ups, we're focusing on both sides, the whole body. Um, even if you feel like you're tight or tighter on one side, you just don't only want to stretch that side. You still want to get make sure you know we're, we're doing everything pretty much equal. You know, if you want to add a little bit of extra at the end to a, a particular side or area, that's okay. But you, just, you never want to neglect one side to the other because that's where we start to get, see some of that dysfunction or, um, you know, imbalances that we definitely want to avoid. Yeah, that might, yeah, that might lead to, you know, further altered movement patterns that may not be the best in terms of the health of our, our joints and our our muscles and tendons and ligaments and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, to recap, so flex or flexibility is one of the benefits. Static stretching, obviously one of the most common ballistic, a little bit higher, I guess, higher propensity for injury. If that's the correct word mm-hmm. for it. Um, more used in sports performance and then dynamic 
think you had a better recap of dynamic than I than I could come up with. Yeah, I mean dynamic is just it's uh it could, it's a great mode of stretching and warm for a for a warm up for a workout. Um, it can be done, I think, by almost all populations as long as we're pretty much injury free. Um, there's a ton of progressions, regressions to it. And while static is the most common at the moment, I'd say, dynamic is definitely becoming more and more common. Um, if you ever check out my movement and mobility class, that's Tuesdays at noon. I like the quick, uh, quick a, plug, nice. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, it's, it's my, I do a little bit of static, but it's definitely more of that dynamic component. Um, not, we're not necessarily moving quickly or fast, but we're getting in and out of ranges of motion. Um, kind of letting your joint, your joints kind of feel different ways of, of moving. So I find it very beneficial. It's, it's my go-to form of stretching. And, uh, I think it could be used with, like I said, almost, almost everybody. Awesome. Nice. You heard it here first. It's Evan and Adam certified, I guess. <laughs> put a stamp. I ain't certified. Put a stamp put on a it. stamp on it. Let's, let's get it going. All right. <laughs> well, I think we covered pretty much everything we we wanted to today. That would be beneficial for anybody that's listening. Do you have anything else you want Absolutely. to throw in there? I know. I, I, like I said, I think, I think we got it all covered. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of the A&E Podcast. We'll be back in the near future with, with another episode before we hand it off to an, a few of our other coworkers. Uh, if you ever have any recommendations or suggestions on things you would like to hear about feel free to you know shoot them over to us and we will be sure to to touch on those topics awesome well thank you guys for listening again tuning in for the second time um you know be on the lookout for the third coming up in probably february so thanks again for for your time and hopefully you take some of the the stretching information from this podcast and apply it to some sort of program or routine that you have going on or if you don't you know start there start with stretching absolutely all right have a good one guys thanks again